Hi, podcast fans. <laughs> Hi. <coughs> Hi. <laughs> Hiya. <laughs> Happy New Year. Uh, can you still say Happy New Year? So, 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 so far from the new year. I don't know. Some people find it very annoying when you do that. Can you say it all the way up until the 31st of Jan? Or did you notice I said Jan there? What are your thoughts to on save that? Well, I assume you've done it to save time, but yeah. then highlighting it mm-hmm. didn't save time, did it? So why didn't yeah. you then do that? What are your thoughts on people who shorten months? Fine. Feb. <laughs> you know what I hate? Problem. I hate it. This, this new culture of uh, the movie is out March 2. Is that a thing? No, that's not what they say, is it? Hang on, what do they say? Is that what they do? Mm. Oh, there's this really annoying thing that they do on movies now and movie adverts and stuff. But anyway, welcome to... God Hawks! Yeah. yeah, it's something like February... February 3, February 4. No, what is it? Oh, it's really irritating, I hate it. February 4? When, they, when they're doing like movie adverts now, Aye. and they say, coming to, coming to cinemas. In a world where... Yeah, exactly. There's no ideas. Yeah. Michael Bay has come. <laughs> We're just regurgitating and rebooting old things. You remember that toy you liked in the 80s? <laughs> well, now we're making a PG-13 version of it. Exactly. Where that woman, what's she called? Me- where Megan Fox bends over a lot. Yeah. Uh, she's, Which isn't uh, actually a bad thing. But. No, she's um, a talented actress. Mm-hmm. But what is it? That, what do they say? Kelly knows who she hated as well. March, March third. No, well, maybe that's you right. could interject with a, a Kelly soundbite, putting more rays on this point. No, I'll good in, luck with that. And bye. <laughs> I'll interject with an example of what exactly what I'm trying to say. Well, doing a female's voice. Do fem- you, you <laughs> never? Females. You never get. You never get like female um, people doing female people. That's good. Yeah. What? Yeah, I know what you're coming. You never get them doing adverts for movies, do they? Yeah, like, like in a world. Yeah. There's no like in, in a world, world. <laughs> in a sexy world where only. Oh, but you see, you're implying that women would only do it for sexy movies. I know. I'm. I'm yeah. Oh, is that what you're, you're mocking? I'm parodying myself. Yeah, you're mocking. That's it. the type of yeah. This is going to be yeah. The year of the mock. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. How are you doing? I'm. I'm fine. How's 2017 treating you? It's okay. I. Just worry about the time ahead with Trump in power, but you know, let's yeah. see. Trump's in power. Mm-hmm. Oh. What about how long it's been since we've done a podcast? It's been a long time. It's I mean, been the listener, long. <laughs> the listener will be like, "What you're talking about? It's only been like I don't know, a matter of weeks, but for us, it's been like almost exactly a month." Mm. You know, and it feels like a little bit too soon, if you ask me. Yeah, well, let's pack up the mics and go. I want to see part of your face. It's quite disconcerting. Behind the pop shield. Same here. You're safe if you want to do any any purse, purse or buzz. That's when I go work? back and listen and I find that the pop pow. shield doesn't pow, work. Pow, 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 Loads to talk about, isn't there? Yeah. Shall we just dive right in or do you want, is there anything else you want to procrastinate about? No, let's just dive in. Oh, I used that word correctly. <laughs> oh, I, I think... You're quite safe in not being the most foolish person on this podcast. <laughs> Actually, we'll give them a little rundown, the listener, a little rundown oh, of what we're going to do. Here's what's to come. Do it in a female voice. Why didn't you have time sinks next to everything so people can just fast forward if they want to get <laughs> That's what they do. They go March 14. That's what they do. Coming March. March. Coming January 14. That's what they do. 
and it's really really irritating because it should be 14th that's well, what they do it's American isn't it aye but I hate it coming June 12th <laughs> shit like that I tell you I watched a few trailers in a row, right? Is that what they do? I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and one thing I hated, because every trailer had done the same thing, where it would flash on with, like, in a, like something happening in the in the, in the film. Uh-huh. And then it would go to black. Oh, I feel and then it would flash thing. again and then go to black. Oh, do yeah. that over and over again. Like a heartbeat. <laughs> ah, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. And then, like... Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> Little did they know. Come in March 12. 12. That's like the like the standard fucking trailer these days, you're right. That's exactly what it's like. Pop, isn't it? Uh, did I tell you about, I'm sure I've talked about this podcast before, the um, the people who watched all three Transformer movies at the same time mm-hmm. and they followed exactly the same pattern. Like, it's the way it started. Mm-hmm. There was a little little lull <laughs> and then there was an action sequence at exactly the same time. It was just like, fucking hell, it's embarrassing. Well, we live obviously in Newcastle and... We mentioned this when Christian was on the podcast that uh, that in certain areas of Newcastle they were filming the new. Um, oh yes, that's right. Yes, Transformers. Mm, so I want to make this. Well, actually, I'm sure they were doing it in um, Barnbra and stuff like that. Yeah, as yeah. Well. There, was, uh, there was one of the castles. So I thought I'll watch the trailer because I'm never ever going to watch the film. No. And to be honest, like I've not seen any. I've saw half of like one when I was on holiday. I saw the first one in its entirety. Yeah, yeah, I've had it got it on on TVZ. And what was your feedback? Great, great movie. Great, yeah, one Five of the stars. classics. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So um, Citizen Kane, let's watch this. Was it the same guy who did that movie? Um, sorry, no, the same guy who did that advert. The, the director, he did that advert with a car transforming. Because after that advert came out, the one they said that they had the technology—that's an <laughs> urban legend, isn't it? I don't know, but the, that that no, that advert came out and it, the it was ice skating. You remember it was skating across the ice? Yeah, yeah. And then the, and, and then why, the films came out because it just used exactly the same like special effects and. Oh, that's why I'm saying that when they made the advert, they thought, "Oh, we've got the technology now to make this look good." Yeah. Where I don't actually think it even looks good, mm-hmm. like. If I'm being honest, the actual storyline and the acting is far worse than the special effects. Mm. So, like, you know, I'm not getting at the films for the special effects. Uh, Shy of beef. Shy of the beef. Oh, the, but the special effects are just like, the, I don't know, you, you must come, there must come a point in your life where you're just like, meh, whatever. Yeah. Do you know mm. what I mean? I've seen it all. Yeah, I have. I I've, have seen seen it, I've seen a city fold in half, Inception. Um, and Doctor Strange a little bit, mm-hmm. I suppose. Uh, that, like, once you've seen something like that you've seen it all once you've seen I don't know uh, I've seen a tree uh, rape a woman evil dead yeah uh-huh. I've seen a tree not rape a young boy the monster the monster within oh, oh the monster I haven't actually seen that film but I've seen a trailer for it I was going to I can, I can confirm if anyone's concerned Liam Neeson playing that tree <laughs> does not rape that young lad what about what's he called because he's kind of like a tree is a Groot or whatever he's called out of there I'm Groot oh piss off I didn't want to say <laughs> I didn't want to say that trailer for the second one because I do like the Guardians of the Galaxy movie the first one's class mm-hmm. and I didn't want to see the trailer but I was again it was like we discussed in the last episode um, Christmas special I was it was forced upon me mm-hmm. and you hear it the Groot They've done that that classic thing with the character and a, and a thingy just to sell toys. Uh-huh. They've they've kept him as a little baby. 
mm-hmm. and it looks like it's going to be a baby all the way through the Spoiler. film. Spoiler. Ah, well, if you see the trailer, you'll see it. And it's just like they've tried to make him as adorable as possible. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. Just to sell little toys of him. And you I, just think, oh, come on, Hollywood, stop it. But you know to be I mean? fair, I mean, I did like Guardians of the Galaxy, but they're not. these films aren't exactly high art, are they? Well. Well. <laughs> Super Mario Run. Yeah. Have you played it? No, because I don't have an um, iOS device. Yeah. It's a shame. It came out. Mm-hmm. It was quite a while ago now, really. But as <clears throat> what the listener needs to understand, if you're new to this podcast, <laughs> news comes out, and because we do this podcast, like <laughs> it's the way I see this podcast, it's like a bit of an event every month. So it's it's kind of organically became this. Ah. Oh, the Gone Axe podcast is coming out this month. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, it's coming out. I heard what they're doing this week. At this time, sorry. It's going to be a really about good a two month year old game yeah. that's now like peaked in trough. Exactly. We, we are basically doing what I think uh, Charlie Brooker should do with his screen wipe. He should do one of them per month. And I'm sure you agree. Oh, he's, yeah. he, and now he's only doing one at the end of the year. He should do one every month. You know, like Crime Watch. So there should be a, a, a screen wipe once per month. Where you can cover all this stuff, and at the end of the year, you'll do like a compilation one. So you should go quantity over quality. No, not, not necessarily. <laughs> he could write twelve of them a year with fucking Barry Shit Peas and Philomena Kunk. I hate Philomena. Get Kunk. Limmy in. Why is Limmy not doing little segments for him? Because he did one, and it was brilliant. Doug Stanhope not. I know. Or, why, I, know um, I don't know why he's not in it anymore. The animation these days used to use salad fingers, didn't they? When it first yeah, started. Yeah, that's, ah, that's right. Brilliant. That's what that's got me shame. in there. Like and. Um, What's he called him? Sidekick Simon. Tim oh, Keys. was he, he in was, it? He used to read poems out. That's right. Now I think it could, it, it's one of those things that should be on TV more. Oh, I love it's it. It's just a shame. But he has been busy like writing uh, Black Mirror. That's true. So when we we talk about stuff, it's kind of like we're talking about things that have happened over the last few months or last few weeks, and it's just our... We're not breaking news to you. Most of the stuff we tell you, you'd be like, well, yeah, I know, but it's just our thoughts on it. I think this would this podcast will be good for anyone who's stuck on a desert island for pe- perhaps like a month and mm-hmm. they wanted to know about like the name like crap that's yeah. happened in the world. Or if you're in some like some sort of hor- horrific crash and you end up in a coma <laughs> and you wake up and you go, oh, what's happened? Oh God, <laughs> fucking Garnock Slam podcast. It's like end <laughs> the, the first thing you listen to. My life. By the end of the podcast, you're back into another coma. Apologies if anyone has been in a coma and then when they come out of the coma, decided to listen to this podcast. Mm. Apologies to anyone who's in a coma right now. Yeah, I'm um, sorry, but what year is this? But think you might when you come round, you might be like Crystal Walken in that film, and you might be able to see the future. That one that uh, Christine was talking about. Yeah, it's a what's it called? Uh, with a fiery, he's on fire in the bed. He's on fire in the bed. Is he? He's in bed and he's on fire. That's the one scene I saw from it. Really? What the fuck's it called? Uh, go back to episode eighteen something, man. If you can find out for yourself. It's the dead, the dead, dead zone. zone. Dead zone. Yeah. It's a Stephen King novel, and it's directed by Cronenberg. But it's a very un-Cronenberg film. Right. And he touches people's hands. He after the, after being in a crash, he comes round and he can see the future. South Park parodied it as well. But um, it's it is a good. If any if anyone hasn't seen it, it is a good film. Okay, I'll check. But it. you might have that superpower if you did get into a coma. Yeah. So. You know, every cloud. Yeah. Yeah. What are you drinking, by the way? 
I'll buy a Humbug. Yeah, you buy a Humbug. Nice. One pound a bottle uh, in Aldi at the minute, selling it off. Well, Did game. you see any when you were there? Yes. Right. Yes. Because it's nice. It's nice. It's kind of like a Christmassy Hobgoblin, I think. Hey, I've got this lovely Hobgoblin glass. <laughs> Funny enough, uh, after what Michael was saying in his Christmas letter, mm-hmm. um, someone that I hold very dear to me got me a, a bar humbug. A bar humbug. Got me a Hobgoblin glass with a bottle of Hobgoblin. Yeah. Do you want to hear something spooky? Go on then. I got the exact same thing. Did you notice how the bottle of Hobgoblin was first of all a very small bottle, but uh, also the the design was different. It was like gold. End, I didn't love it. Like it was like it had a gold tint to it cracked it open when I was playing a particular game. It, I did, and it tasted amazing from that glass. Did I? Didn't it? Uh, yeah, didn't it I though? bought that. Guys, you might think this is scripted, but it's not. This Guys. is a magical moment. <laughs> yeah, it tasted amazing from that glass. Yeah. I thought it was the beer itself. I think it might have been. You know, was it a special one? I imagine it was. And I, just, I, I like dragging it, it in five minutes. I know. Oh, I was, was playing was... Prop of the Rapper, and I was quite thirsty. <laughs> uh, check out the YouTube video. Yeah, Rust I want plays. to talk about Parappa the Rabbit later oh, when we actually get there where someone will protest. See, not Parappa the Rabbit. So, Super Mario Run, that came out. Yeah. Uh, I had a go of it. And you know what? For everything that I said about it being shit, it's it's good. It is good. What makes it so good then? Tell, sell it to me. It's an infinite runner. What makes it better than other infinite runners? It's better because it's Mario. But also, the way they've designed the levels... It, mm-hmm. it, it's obviously just Mario levels like they've used the same fucking artifacts um, assets and stuff Aye. you can't go backwards at all so you're always running forwards however they've put different things in the level so you can jump you can wall jump so you jump once hit the wall jump again you go backwards slightly there's um, different coloured coins you can collect that are like special coins that, that make you play the level over and over again but it's kind of like in that addictive I really need to do it in the same way that we experienced last night which we'll touch upon later in great detail mm-hmm so they've got that really addictive um, element to it. It actually works. I hate Endless Runners. I think they're shit. But the, the levels are really short. Mm-hmm. So you can get through the levels quite quickly. Which also means in turn you can get through the game very quickly. But they've also included this rally mode. Which is where you can compete against other people. People can set times and you can try to beat them and stuff. Yeah. But you have and a little farm full of like... Yeah, little, you, can, you, can um, make, you can build up your own town and stuff like that. And Kelly's just... Cause, I got it. I played the first three levels, and then it said pay seven ninety nine to unlock the rest of the game. I was like, nah, mm. no, I'm not going to do that. But Kelly played it a few more days or a week, and then paid seven ninety nine. She was really enjoying it. She's completed it, and she's trying to play through it again to try and get all the special coins. Brilliant! Yeah. She's just unlocked like the second page of the town, and it's it's right up the street of someone who, like Kelly, who can play Simpsons Tapped Out for years. She's played that game for years. <laughs> She's played... What's the other one she played? Oh, well, Plants vs. Zombies. Mm. She plays that... Like, she's played that for years as well, the second one. Uh, it, it's right up the street of someone who, who would never get bored of a game like that. Do you know what I mean? That, that, if that makes sense. For me, I don't really play that many games on my iPhone mm-hmm. at all. Uh, so any game that I play, just kind of gets... I get bored of it quite quickly. But yeah, it, it's for what it is, they've done it really well. It's a, a new version of an online... Um, in, uh, Infinite Runner, in yeah. my opinion. They've done in- a good job. Interestingly enough, just aside, the uh, stuff that's coming out for the new Nintendo, mm. a lot of them was like, it dropped on IN, uh, IGN. And <clears throat> I just saw a little clip of uh, the new Mario that's coming out. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because... It's set in real world. I, I just saw something on IGN and I... I no, it was on Reddit. Uh-huh. Someone mocked up a picture 
and made out that it was like Mario in Grand Theft Auto 4 and it was said like hey cousin would you come and play ball <laughs> <laughs> at the bottom of it and I was like oh, what's this I haven't I haven't seen it so what what's the crack well I watched um, that thing on BBC Click it's called and they were talking a bit about each uh, some of the stuff that was coming out for the new Nintendo thing and um, they showed Switch. a clip of it mm-hmm. what, what's it called again Switch Switch uh, they showed a clip of it and um Strangely enough, years ago they made a reboot of Sonic where it was set in real yes, world, no. and like um, I'm sure James and Mike played through it because mm-hmm. it's a pretty like synonymous game for being quite shit, mm-hmm. and that's what it reminded us. Now, now I know that new Mario will be better than that Sonic game, mm. but it was like bouncing on a. It looked like he was bouncing on a taxi, and mm. to me, like I know it's good to push the envelope and try new things and stuff. That's what Nintendo's done with Mario quite a lot. But it just seems quite jarring, really. Like, I don't understand, like, why he's in the real world or anything mm. like that. And guess what? I'll never play that. I'm confident that I'll never play that version. Because yeah. I'll never buy one. Because I can't justify the price tag for, like... A uh, brand new shitty console, which will well, probably break. I, I'm being keep, cynical. Yeah, try and keep on... Like, I just... There's only so many hours in the day, and yeah. I haven't got enough time to buy another console and play mm. on it. Well, today, before you came over, my plan was to do, because I've had a really hard week, mm-hmm. my plan was to do nothing today and have a couple hours on the Xbox. Didn't, couldn't find the time. Didn't pan out that way. Couldn't find, could not find the time. Ended up making some pizza dough, uh-huh. listening to the match. And like a proper bloke. Like a proper bloke. Um, just, yeah, just looked after myself for a couple hours. You know what I mean? Had a coffee and a biscuit. I was going to say, I don't like what that... Is that a euphemism in this house? Not at all. No, not at all. I just masturbated. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it just didn't didn't pan out that I had the time. So, yeah, it's a shame. Sad times. I've been enjoying my my console game in the last last couple of weeks. Actually, since I haven't had a podcast to edit, Uh which has been since Christmas, like the 22nd or something, I've done a lot of gaming, which is good. Knock that on the head for the next couple of weeks, probably. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Make us feel bad now, because yeah, yeah, I do yeah. none of that. Yeah, well. Well, you asked us yesterday to show you a couple of things in Audacity, which is what I use to edit the podcast. So uh-huh. maybe we'll do one where you edit it. I bet you, listeners, <laughs> I bet you he never allows me to edit it. Oh, it's not up to me. It's it's a group decision. It's the Gonox Lair team, mm-hmm. as we were discussing a little while back it consists of so many people now well can I take the seatbelt off why do I have to sit with a seatbelt and a bib is that you, part of the Gonox Lair you know why oh, right. you know why well I said we wouldn't talk about that again mm-hmm. hey Battlefield by Company 2 Battlefield 3 and Dragon Age all became backwards compatible this week I have a soft spot especially for Dragon Age yes I, um, that was something I wanted to talk about on the Christmas special because uh, I remember when I lived in my flat, I remember having really extremely bad weather, and I remember walking half a mile to my flat, uh-huh. and just after getting changed, just sitting and like drinking whiskey and playing that game. Right. It was. I love Dragon Age One. I never ever got Dragon Age Two, and I don't mm. think I'll ever get the new one. But Dragon Age One was a fantastic game. Well, I mentioned to you last night that Scalebound game was cancelled, which was a big thing, and you said, "What's that?" Yeah, I and then I was caught, caught kind of like, I don't really know to be honest, but I've heard a lot about it on Reddit. It's been, I've seen a lot of articles about it, and it's been, um, I think it was an Xbox exclusive. It was one of the ones when the Xbox One came out. It was like, oh look at this game's gonna be class. Aye, but it's been cancelled. 
and it was like supposed to be a massive game. But apparently, the developer was also developing like eight other games at the same time. Mm-hmm. So just another another one that we'll never see. Well, it's funny because um, the guys behind Fable closed down, didn't they recently? Uh, yeah. And, like all that's wasted. I had to go on Battlefield by Company Two, and uh, I got about five kills within a minute. And I was like, "Wow, I'm actually quite good at this game." Mm-hmm. But then I was saying to you last night when we met up that the you can really see the difference between like 30 frames per second and 60 now with the Xbox and PlayStation, and it's like it's like like you've just said it's really jarring. Like when I don't know when you, you did say that before. When you I said that? that last night, yeah. When uh, I think first-person shooters more than well probably platformers have done it as well the evolution of a game as soon as you go back you're like i just can't play this yeah we've said that about tomb raider let's use that oh, yeah. one as a prime example absolutely you can't yeah. play it the frame rate is too like jittery and like it's too slow anyway even when it runs at optimal speed i found the the controls like we were just talking about that film dead zone but the dead zone on the sticks i was just like I was moving the stick quite a bit before it started actually moving the scope. And that was really off-putting. I had to go on the Vietnam, and I still I loved that that DLC for Battlefield Bad Company 2. Like, I absolutely loved it. I wonder if the success of Battlefield 1 down the line, they might have another punt at, um, at like Vietnam. I think definitely the next one will be World War Two. I, I just can't see it being anything else. Mm-hmm. And then I think they'll just build up. The next big one that people want to play a game of probably would be Vietnam after that. Yeah. So I could see in another like 10 years maybe we'll have another fully fledged standalone uh, Vietnam game if game and trends stay the same as they are now. Well, I watched this like quite terrible movie called The Last Samurai with um, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise in it. And it was basically trying to explain where like how. I don't know how historically accurate that film was. I'm guessing quite, like, low. But uh, they were saying that they used um, soldiers from, like, Western countries to try and teach the armies in in Japan how to, like, you know, use, like, rifles and stuff. All right, okay. So there's a bit... Like, in The Last Samurai, there's, like, about, like, some fights where, like, the guys who hold the old values of, like, samurai and um, all that sort of stuff fighting the people who like are using artillery and stuff like that because i think that's what's interesting about battlefield one like i like the way it's got it's got things that are very out of place in a first person shooter you know like the horses and stuff like that yeah so maybe they would never do it but maybe you could have done something like that go back even further like muskets and stuff like that yeah i think the problem is though that modern gamers want to have like still keep in touch with modern elements like vehicles and stuff like that. I agree if, with if you. If you go anywhere past modern, uh, World War One, you wouldn't have any aircraft. You wouldn't. It wouldn't have any of the verticality. So it would all be ground-based. Well, for me, the vehicles on uh, Battlefield can go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. There was some motherfucker again flying around in a, um, in a bomber. There's one map on that game, right, where there's no anti-aircraft guns and stuff, right? And if you get a half-decent bomber, he just flies around, raining fucking terror. Which map's that? Sierra Desert or whatever it's called. Suez. Yeah. There's no anti... Like, I know people are probably... If there's anyone listening to this, they'll probably say, well, why don't you spawn as the anti-tank thing? Well, I couldn't even get into a tank to do that, so... But yeah, and um, I was happy with it. EA seemed to be like... 
allowing a lot of games to be made backwards compatible at the minute, which is good. Oh, did they make Dragon Age? Um... Aye, Dragon Age is here, I believe. Oh, cool. Published by them anyway. I didn't, uh, didn't realise. I think it is, huh? They made two um, kind of RPGs at the same time, didn't they? Dragon Age and what was the other one? Hmm. I remember I'm getting mixed. I'm sure there was another one. I can't remember. If you do, though, you t- you let me know. Coen Brothers are making a TV series. I've seen that only just today. Yeah. And apparently it's going to be set in the Old West. Yeah, it's supposed to have different characters and it's supposed yeah. to tie it all, so, all together, you know. So what a, bit like the Fargo's, a bit like the Fargo series, I suppose, because the new Fargo series, which is coming out mm-hmm. at some point, that's going to um, have connections to the other series. I loved, sure. um, I loved them. We've talked about them before on the podcast. The, the last one was one of the best things I've ever seen. But I don't know when the next one's coming out. Hopefully you this know? year, but I don't know. I'll, I'll drop a fact bomb on you. You know Kirsten do. Duns? I do, yeah, very well. You know her husband in um, in Fargo? From, he was in, don't Fargo. tell me. He was in Fargo, but he was also in Breaking Bad. Oh, he was, yeah. He was. Uh, Near the end, People he? called him, because uh, he looked like Matt Damon, but like a... <laughs> no. Not a smart version. <laughs> well, they're married in real life now. Oh, they're really? They've just got oh, married. Oh, lovely. How oh, nice. I think Kirsten can probably do better, so, you know, me and Well, yeah. Yeah, but who are we to judge? Yeah. Well, we're people who are allowed to judge, because we're incredibly good looking. Mm. So, yeah, I think that'll be quite good. Right. And then I started thinking, but one of the Coen Brothers... Um... Shit now. <laughs> no, I was going to say, one of the Coen Brothers had a sex change, but that was the Wachowski Brothers, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah. A.K.A. Matrix and Jupiter Ascendant or whatever. Have you seen that? Jupiter Ascendant with Mila Kunis? I fucking love Mila Kunis, you know. Have you but... seen it, then? No, I haven't seen it. It's but supposed I... to be absolutely bonkers, but like yeah. in a sort of all right way, because mm-hmm. at least they're trying something a bit new. Yeah, we've been we've watching uh, that seventy show on Netflix. Oh, aye. and Mila Kunis is in that, and she's just very she's adorable. So is Clarence Bodega, isn't he? Was he in sorry. that? Clarence Bodega. The dad, isn't he? Is is that his name? I don't. Oh, is that him from uh, Total Recall? Ah, Robocop. Is it? You know Clarence Bodega. Is is that him from Total Recall as well, though? No. No, that's Michael Ironside. That's right, aye. Looks a bit like him, I suppose. I might be getting mixed up with the uh, 70s show because there's two shows quite similar, isn't there? They're both, in my eyes, and I, I'm sorry if this offends you, mm-hmm. absolutely terrible. And I'd rather, yeah. like, I would rather insert a spike dildo into my arsehole than watch them, but, you know, that's just me. That can be arranged. <laughs> if you just reach behind you, right? <laughs> yeah. I was wondering why I was tied to this. <laughs> All right, I didn't realise that. That may or may not be true. I'm sure someone will warn let, let one know. There's one of them where it's got Clarence Bodegay in, the actor. Who, like, yeah. And I took, in that, that 70s show, did, in between episode, like a scene, do they dance? Like, do they do this, like, dancey yeah. bit? It is that then? Okay. Because I turned that on and I seen him, like, dancing. I was like, Clarence, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> I remember where, can you fly, buddy boy? And then stuff like that. Does it hurt? And stuff like yeah. that. No, I didn't know that. Well, there you go. I'm going to watch the rest of the series with a completely different perception of him. 
Yeah, just thinking the year whenever Robocop's made. 2022. Is it? Don't know. That's what he's going to be doing? Could be. Starcade's coming back. Alright. Alright. What do you know about that? <laughs> I don't know anything about Starcade. But you said that you listened to a podcast and they mentioned it, didn't you? Did I? Yeah, that's that. Uh, that the game and the arcade, they comp. Um, oh yes, competitive, uh, yeah. competitive show, TV show. Sorry, yes. I don't know anything about it apart from the fact that it looks sweet. Well, the one in the like seventy, no, late seventies, early eighties. Uh-huh. Um, podcast was going on about it. It looked dated and fun. Yeah, but I, they're on YouTube. The old ones, if really? you want to, yeah, have to check them out. Have a look. So it's like, uh, as I understand it, it's a TV show, a bit like Games Master, maybe, I suppose. It's a bit like, more focused than Games Master. Yeah, like, um, playing games in arcades and com- like they have competitions and yes. shit like that. I just hope they don't try and, like, uh, you know, because I like, because I like and I'm interested in computer games, shows tend to do it wrong. Like, I know everyone has this soft spot for Games Master, I never really liked it. No. And that other one, Bad Influence. Do you remember that one no. with Violet Berlin or not? On oh, there? God. Her. That rings a bell. Did you know that Violet Berlin was actually a character in uh, Micro Machines? What? One of the little characters was a little. It was supposed to be based on Violet Berlin. I can't even wrap my head around what that means. Hmm. I don't understand that. <laughs> All right. Bye, ladies so was and it gentlemen. Like in the Micro Machines, uh, was it a TV show? Micro Machines? Yeah, that's what you said, wasn't it? Micro Machines, a little car game? Yeah, yeah. that's what I just said, wasn't it? I mean, it says, was, carry on anyway. No, hang on, Micro Machines. Mm-hmm. Was, was there like a TV show of it or something? No, in the game you could choose little different characters. Oh, the game! Uh, oh my God, it all makes sense now. Right, was that by an English uh, developer, like Codemasters, wasn't it? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Now I understand what you've just told me. Oh, I'm good. I'm glad th- it's all. I thought for some together. reason I thought you meant because we were talking about like TV shows. There, I thought you meant there was a Micro Machines cartoon or something like that. But now I understand, right? So one of the characters that you could choose in the game yeah. was based on her. Apparently, oh. yeah. Um, right. Who was the other one that uh, hosted that? A bad influence. I, that name doesn't ring a bell to me at all. Bad influence. I'm sure I was. It, it may not be called a bad influence. It was a thing that was on like ITV's version of like kids programs. Uh-huh. The ITV. It, it used to stick in the me- memory because at the end they used to have this thing. This I forget what the term did, but apparently you were supposed to record the show because right at the end they would but like near the credits they would blast through all this like information. Ah. And what you were supposed to do was record it on your VHS because yes, that's how old it was. That's right. And then play it in like slow mode or just like pause it and go through the frames well I'm telling you now it never fucking worked not on my uh, video no. player <laughs> I'm just looking I'm just had a quick look on IMDB and it was called Bad Influence oh was it wow I was actually right she's um, actually she's cute well she was to my 14 year old self Violet has two sons with her partner Gareth Jones do you think that's Gareth Jones from How To Gaz Top mmm mmm I'm just going to have a look at a picture of her see what she looks like I think she had like a lisp uh, she's got the cool hair look at her hair it's on one side it's a lot shorter than the other yeah uh, actually I think she hosted a newer like gaming show as well and do you remember Bits as well Bits oh there's Gareth like, Jones look oh yeah oh, she is huh? Bits was this gaming show that was on um, 
Channel 4, around the time when Channel 4 was quite good. That's with a spiky top hair. Tom's uh, just showed us a picture available in with a spiky top and hair. And that's supposed that's, to be the Micro Machines. Yeah. Right. Um, Bits was this thing on Channel 4, and um, it was hosted by freelancers, and it was like a gaming show sort of thing. And Tom's just showed us the picture available in, yeah. <laughs> in, um, in Micro Machines. In Micro Machines. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> that's fucking so silly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I was just talking about bits. That's another um, computer show. But getting back to it, I'm yet to see one that I think is actually... Yeah, I agree. It's, goes, a, really. it's a strange thing to do to make a TV show about video games because and after I think I know Twitch is a massive thing and esports are massive now. But I've never been able to really just sit and watch other people play games and get loads out of it. it the only thing it makes me want to do is play the game. If I, I like the game. If you look at someone like Angry Video Game Nerd, even when he's not doing an episode where he's actually just discussing or yeah, talking through games, true. I think I think YouTube filled the gap. Yeah. Like because a lot of these shows they got the the tone wrong, or they would like that's why I hear about games Master and apologies if anyone found um, Dominic Diamond funny, but yeah. I, I found him as funny as the seventies show. <laughs> how about how dare you? <laughs> you feel like I'm. <laughs> Launching some hate bombs. I'm not. If you like it, that's fine. No, just your humour's not as evolved. (laughs) It's stuck in the seventies. Yeah, exactly. I think you watch it just because you fancy it. Yeah. All right. I like the way that's. Of course it is. All right. Cool. Ravel. Yes. On sale, three seventy five. I thought, fucking hell. Can't pass that up. It's the only game I've got from the, the winter sale on Xbox. I got a few and I'll be talking about them in a bit. Considering last year I got about six or something stupid like that. Mm. It's fucking lush. The trailer looks lovely. Yeah. It's one of the prettiest games I've ever seen, I think. Like just the way they've made all of the backgrounds and stuff and the first level basically there's a hedgehog at one point so straight away I thought I fucking love this game because mm-hmm. I like hedgehogs it reminded us a bit of Cool Spot alright because I really liked the backgrounds as Cool Spot and the way that the, the level design was put together at least with like kind of it looked like you know that um, the Mega Drive had that graphic design where you would kind of would say you would go over a sand dune in Cool Spot mm-hmm. or Aladdin as well when you were going over the sand dune so I was thinking of Aladdin yeah. you could you weren't sure exactly. It, it didn't look two D. It looked a bit three D. The way it was kind of drawn mm-hmm. and stuff. It just looked great. So don't have a term for that, that now, where it's like two point five D or something. Yeah, shit like that. Uh, I suppose. Yeah, that's uh, that that's mean, the exact, is the exact phrase. But I suppose it's kind of like that. It didn't really exist on the Mega Drive because no. that was something different. That was just more like an, an art style. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, the I just think the visuals and music are wonderful. The act, the actual traversing the world as well is done really well. You can you can move quite fast in it. See, I heard it's a criticism. A bit of string. The criticism I heard was the story and the art style is beautiful, but the actual mechanics of the um, platforming is a bit clunky. I no, I, I don't agree. I, I think it works fine. It works absolutely fine. It's it's quite smooth, mm-hmm. and you don't really mind. You don't really want to rush 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 through it too much. The puzzles are nice. There's not too many of them. I think I, I wanted to say that it kind of gets a bit stale, but it doesn't really. It's just kind of it's just nice. It's a nice game. The trailer made it look heartbreaking, like where it's yeah. raining and he's like pus- oh, he's shivering the- and stuff. Uh, yeah, nice. it's really really nicely put together. But yeah, it's incredibly emotional and effective, which it is. It's like it's all about memories and. He goes out and he has to collect these these memories basically, mm-hmm. and it's just really it's really quite beautiful. So I would highly recommend it. I recommend it to Michael and uh, this other lad Adam I work with, and I, th- I think they both bought it. It's on my list of uh, games. I'm I'm going a lot for indie games at mm-hmm. the minute, and the problem is is that we discussed this again last night, me and Tom. Um, the kind of psyche I have is like I like to finish a game. I like I don't like to have a lot of games on the go. I like to play for them, finish them, and then move on, sort of thing. And s- unfortunately, that like the way I play like that is getting pushed to the limit right now because on the uh, PlayStation Four, because my sister has just gives me PlayStation Two back, which I've set up, which we'll discuss probably in a different episode. But um. I bought a few games for the uh, the PlayStation 4 indie ones, and the all, three of them certainly fall under this roguelike um, mm, yeah. type of theme. And it's The Bind of Isaac, Enter the Gungeon, and Crypt of the Necrodancer. Enter the Gungeon, I'm sure I needed to double check this. I'm, I think it's by the same people who made Bro Force because the humor is quite similar. But Enter the Gungeon, if you want. If any listeners are interested and don't know what it is, have a look on YouTube. It is fucking nails. Mm. Absolutely nails. Like, so, but it's got to this point in that game where I am still playing it. Mm-hmm. But every time you die, you go back to the beginning. Right. Because it's a rogue-like. So you uncover things in the dungeons randomly that'll help you. But it's very min- minimal in mm. that game. The Biden of Isaac I've completed twice. But it evolves and gets bigger and I want to go back to that. But that's a game where the difficulty isn't that bad, so I can keep going back to it and just getting me sort of joy out of that. Bane of Isaac is really, really good, like yeah. I think. Um, and the last one, the Crypt of the Necrodancer, is a roguelike where when you move, you like move squares on the game in in time with the beat of the music. Right. So the music like bops along. Now, the review I'd seen of it was like, it's amazing you can put your own music in it. I was like, wow, that'll be class. Sadly, on the PlayStation 4 version, you can't. Mm. You can only do that on the PC version. Right. The music on the game, I don't think is very good, which <laughs> is a which is a minus point to it, right? Oh, no, it's a game break, I should get it. Well, the people who made the music is the guy who made the music in Shovel Knight. So right. I'll just quickly explain what I think of Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight was one of me, like, I think I played it for a month before I finished it. It was a fantastic experience. Like it, it does the sixteen bit, maybe eight bit, sixteen bit, like retro um, platforming type of thing. Very unlike what a lot of them do now. Like when you get these games, a lot of them are fucking nails. Uh-huh. Shovel Knight isn't that hard, and it's not easy at the same time. It's just like 
it's probably paced just right. There's other things I need to get, and you can play through it as a different character and stuff, which I will go back to it, but I recommend Shovel Knight. The only thing I think that isn't very good about Shovel Knight, ironically, is the music. Yeah. And I'm not having to go at the person who's done the music. It's just not for me. It's mm. not my... Like, the melodies and stuff don't seem to gel well. But Shovel Knight, I would recommend. I've seen that that's been on sale quite a lot. Because that's another thing I'd like to mention. The sales on the PlayStation 4, and I'm assuming they're the same on the Xbox One, are a lot like Steam now. Mm. On the 360 and... I never had a PlayStation 3, but I'm guessing they were the same. Mm -hmm. The sales just weren't as good as the PC. I think they're catching up a lot now. Uh, Games can only be out, can only be like a couple of months old, like proper, you know, AAA title games. And then all of a sudden they drop. Yeah. And they're like, you know, half price and stuff. Uh, It puts me off buying games. That's why I haven't bought XCOM. That's why I haven't bought Dishonored 2. Because I just think I've got this much on the go and. I know what'll happen. I'll just turn on the PlayStation one day and it'll be half price on Dishonored exactly, 2 and that's when I'll buy it. That's exactly what I'm, I think. with Because uh, I was looking at XCOM 2 uh, just this week because I've started playing Enemy Within again. Because I want to play through that and then get XCOM 2. And it was on sale for like £32 this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even that I was thinking, ah, if I just wait a little bit longer, it'll come down a bit more probably. And I'm just in no rush. Like I can wait, I can wait for games now. I, I never used to be able to wait when I was younger. Yeah. Which meant, when I say younger, like five, six years ago, which meant I would buy loads of games and they would just be sitting there and never play them. Mm-hmm. The free games that you get, like, Aye, yeah, they're just sitting there a lot. Mm-hmm. I got gone home a while back that I'll, I'll probably discuss in a different episode. And I got Journey, which was a game that I'd heard a lot about. Me being an Xbox owner, people saying, oh, you've got to play this game talk about my experience on that some other time as well but I mean there's literally I've got so many options of games right now it's unbelievable yeah I've got loads built up and yet I go back and I finish Prapa the Rapper yes I finish (laughs) Prapa the Rapper Uh, I put a video up on a thingy like on uh, YouTube me and my girlfriend played that for like about four uh, no probably two and a half hours Louise was like she was like, this game's actually quite, like, nuts. And she's like, this is this is all right. So I was, like, digging that she was actually enjoying it. And then we started drinking, and uh, we got stuck on the chicken level, which I think is where you bake a cake. Uh, she ended up doing that level. Yeah. And then I got to the level that I could never do as a kid where you're waiting to go to the toilet. Uh, and then <clears throat> I'd done that level completely flukily. And then I finished the game, and... So we can close the case yeah. on proper the rapper. That means we never ever mention it ever again. Mm. <laughs> yeah, probably. Until we're sitting in yours playing on our game and you just unleash it from nowhere and put shove it in my face. Look at this. Fuck. Right. <laughs> oh, that happened yesterday. Because yeah, exactly. I know how much you like it. <laughs> hey, did you want to tell me about Buzzard? Yeah, um, Buzzard was a film... So we've talked about Streampunk. Mm-hmm. It's a podcast that us know. And the review, two films, an episode. So what I like to get more out of the episode is I'll try and watch one of the films. Mm-hmm. So I got Buzzard, which is an independent movie, two or three years ago, I think it was made. And the front cover, if you look at it on your like, Yahoo like picture, search it. It's the Power Glove, the Nintendo Power Glove, mm-hmm. with spikes on it, a la, like, Freddy Krueger. Right. 
and in the film that's what he uses he has a power glove Nintendo power glove right. that he's like bastardized by putting spikes on it it's not a horror film though it's right. it's in the 90s there was a lot of indie movies that uh, me, me circle of friends used to like champion and enjoy they kind of went away them sort of films mm-hmm. I think like Clerks and the more whimsical ones like the Royal Tenenbaums and stuff like that yeah that's the way they went like mm-hmm. comedy more comedy based these there was a certain type of film I believe in the 90s that doesn't get made now like mm-hmm. an undergroundy one and I think Buzzard is a, is it's very like one of those movies I didn't enjoy it that much but it had some gaming references in that I thought like worth bringing up on the show and right. it was mainly the power glove but also um his work colleague has a games room and for some reason in the um film he has to hide low the main character so he he goes to the games room mm-hmm. and you never see them playing on any of these games but they're just playing a lot of like you can just see their reaction whilst they're playing on controllers right. but oddly enough they're like the nintendo so mm-hmm. I don't really know when the film's actually set. So it's a it's an oddity. But right. the front cover is striking. Maybe you'd want to put the picture on uh, Twitter I of the um, Power Glove with the Freddy Krueger style. <laughs> oh, and he also has one of the ultimate snacks, the, the main character in the film. Mm. He has uh, two frozen pizzas. So he cooks them up. He puts one frozen pizza down and puts crisps on it. And then puts another frozen pizza on the top of it. Fucking so hell. we've all had a crisp sandwich, but this is a <laughs> pizza crisp sandwich. That sounds outrageous. Pepperoni? I didn't know as well. I was too in awe of like, I was like, next time I'm pissed, I think I'll be having one of them. That's I outrageous. never did, because, you know. I went to see Rogue One. Just talking about movies. I am one different movie. Like very different. It's funny because the Rogue One they've released a new poster and it's just like a Nintendo Power Glove with a lightsaber. With a lightsaber. <laughs> no, I uh, went into it with very little, very little expectation. I remember hearing about them making this standalone Star Wars film and thinking, "Ugh, mm-hmm. fuck's sake, man." <laughs> I probably wouldn't have went to see it if it wasn't for Kelly as well. Because Kelly like. Didn't drag us along, but said she really wanted to go to the cinema. I was like, okay. Which mm. seems to be the only way I've been to the cinema over the last couple of years, really. So like in Kelly's one sense. really wanted to see a film and she's dragged us along. Well, it's nice, I guess. Do you yeah, still yeah, enjoy the whole, like, it's been ages since I've been in the cinema. Uh, it always seems to be a, a movie that I really enjoy as well, which is good. So it, I think it's just because I'm just, I'm fine with watching them on the telly and stuff. Mm. Like, I do enjoy going to the cinema. Like the last couple of times we've been, I've got a coffee beforehand. From the Costa that's in the Silverlink Cinema, in the coffees. <laughs> the reason <laughs> I say that all of those, like <laughs> the reason I give that much detail is because the coffee there is actually really, really good, and right. it's like the baristas know what they're doing, which is nice. Like the the one I had for Rogue One before we're going into Rogue One was one of the nicest coffees I've ever had, which is a, quite a compliment. So well done to the Costa mm-hmm. uh, baristas. There'll be some poor weird slave who works there yeah. who will never hear this compliment. But- <laughs> You know, you're doing well, a bang-up job, mate. Someone out there loves you. Maybe it's a Jedi of making good comedy. <laughs> but um, the film... Film. Like I say, I <laughs> film. wasn't... Film. I wasn't expecting much, and I thought it was brilliant. It was great. Brilliant? Yeah, I thought oh, it was all right. brilliant. 
there were some wonderful references in there for fans of the original films. Mm-hmm. It's a great Star Wars film, just in every way. Really, it's got the. I don't know. It's just it's it's in the same way that Force Awakens. I, I absolutely love the Force Awakens. It's just a great story. It's got great characters. There's some great action sequences in it, and I can't say much more without spoiling it. So I'm not gonna. Okay. It's just it's. I highly recommend it. If you you are someone who, in particular, like the first three, and by that I mean four, five, and six. Ah, oh, yeah. Then you will love this film. I so was. I've been wanting to go and see it, I just haven't got around to it. Yeah. Get, get your girlfriend to drag you along, that's the way it works. <laughs> well, ironically, I'm going to see I, Daniel Blake, because oh, yeah. on Groupon, uh, Louise signed up to some stupid, like, there's some new little cinema opened up, and it was like £5 for two people to see a film. Right. But the choice is, like, atrocious. So I'm not a... Um, what cinema is it? Do you know the name of it? Uh, it's the one where the Star and Shadow used to be, near there. Next to the burn, um, burn, who's burn? Yeah, somewhere like that. What's the director of I Daniel Blake called again? Who made Cares and stuff? I'm not sure. He's just won like uh, some award. I know, I'm a bit ignorant. I I don't like his films. Like, I like Cares, but I've tried it. I think he made something in the barley. I forget what it's called. Oh my god, we've just lost a couple of listeners there. Well, we'll just delete all this because I didn't know the name of loads of things <laughs> in, in, in the references. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm just going to write, read out your um, pin number. I think it's the obituary. All right. <laughs> SoundCloud's in a bit of financial difficulty, mate. <laughs> Did you know that? No. Uh, yeah, I read something the other day. It said that SoundCloud may not make it past 2017. Oh, in- fuck that, do we have so, a contingency plan? Is, <laughs> I need a contingency plan. I've got all of the podcasts backed up, so if we end up not being able to use SoundCloud anymore, I'll find another uh, host. If anyone out there could recommend one, mm-hmm. hopefully SoundCloud won't disappear because I think it's a good service anyway. We'll have to wait and see. But if it does, then I'll have to find something else to use. But if anyone out there could recommend something that they think's really good, don't mind paying a little bit because we already are. So... Take that into consideration and let me know. Right, smashing. So I don't know who, who who's a good host. There'll be someone out there, I'm sure. You ever heard of a game called Drawception? Drawception. 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 <laughs> Is that a no? No. It's this game that uh, a lad I work with called uh, Andre. Andre the Giant. He's called Andre. Is he's, he called Andre the Giant? He's called no. He's just called Andre. All right. Andre the. Uh, Hedgehog owner. He owns a hedgehog. Oh, that's him yeah, who has a hedgehog. A hedgehog. A I'm very jealous of everything about his life. He's got a hedgehog. And he uh, told me about this game called Drawception. The idea is you start the game, it's on a, on like a web browser sort of thing, web-based. So it'll either have a phrase like, um, say, I am your father. Mm-hmm. Right? A classic phrase. I am your father. Someone would then go off that phrase. They would draw a picture. They've got ten minutes to draw a picture. You would draw it on the on the web browser, and then the next person would describe that picture. So it's kind of like Chinese whispers. PC, you're probably not allowed to say Chinese whispers anymore, but it's kind of like that, where you, by the end, it's something completely different. Like the last picture or the last phrase is completely different to the way it started. Right. You, it, are, I do know this because you showed me a couple of them. Right. Like, yes. And I just did not call drawception. That's the one. I so it, it, it you get some hilarious results. 
Um, but I just wanted to mention it because it was really cool, and I want them to make an app of it. Aye. I mess- I messaged them on Twitter saying, "Have you got an app?" And they said, "No, but we hope to have one at some point." You were like, I'm gonna swear, you know. Make a fucking app, god damn it. Do you know who I am? Do you know the power I have at my fingers? We've gone back below 500 followers on Twitter again. I know, I'll just forget about it. 2017 might be the last year that this podcast exists. Don't don't talk dirty. At Gone Oxlair, G O N A R C H S L E I R. Email us. It sounds like I've just. It would sound like I've just dropped that in. Like it was a completely different part of the conversation. Oh, I thought it. It, it almost feels like you've got it in break, like burned into your mind, so that whenever you have Gone to at yahoo.co.uk. Are you can email you, Ross. What's your email address? It's. I don't have an email anymore. Oh. I went off the map. Really? Off the grid. I thought it was. Uh... I don't check my email, so. Oh, okay. I don't even make one up, man. You know, we made Sai. That, uh, that no album. Hopefully, yeah. he's going to be a guest at some point. Now. Also, we will now from now on just keep saying Simon. Do you want to be Simon. a guest? Well, it was Wayne. Do you want to be a guest? And that will happen. Right. Wayne, you will be a guest. But I think um, Sai also wants to be a guest. Oh, good. So we'll just we'll what we're going to do is we're going to have like a a series of challenges between <laughs> the two of them, and whoever completes the challenges first will be the first guest, and then the other one will be the second. I want uh, one of them to like. Oh, we're going to pick these challenges. Yes. Right. Uh, it's going to involve a lot of nudity. Come on. Gl- on like, our part. Gladiatorial combat, a la yeah. like the original episode of um, Star Trek, where that music plays in the background. My version wasn't uh, accurate at all, was it? No, because I love that tune. <laughs> That's where he's got the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, the fucking pugil, pugily, pugil things from... Uh, and Spock's trying to, yeah, you know, do his thing. But yeah, we, I, I spoke to him and he said, eventually he was like, oh God, for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. I went, I've got 498 followers on Twitter. And he went, all right, fine, I'll be a guest. So, sorry. We look forward to being a guest. Ross, cast your mind back to the episode with Christian. I don't know which one it was. It was one of the four. All right? Yeah. Back off. Right? Back off. I don't even want to talk about this. <laughs> you, I don't you want to talk about this. You called me out. You challenged me in your drunken stupor to a game of Pac-Man. And you said, Christian, I want you to choose between the two. Who do you think will win a game of Pac-Man? Who will get the high score? Yeah. Who did he go for? Christy went for me. Oh, did he? Yes, because I bigged myself up. Because I went, oh, I'm fucking class of Pac-Man, by the way. And he went, well, I'm going to go with you then. So that put a... Just to let the listener know, that was an extra bit of pressure on me. That was always at the back of my mind. Oh, I love the way you twisted that. <laughs> I was always thinking, I've, I've said that I'm really good at it now. I'm going to have to perform. But so, also, on the day, mm-hmm. didn't you show me that on Twitter that Nylor went for me? He, like, yeah, the, yeah, he did. At Nylor. He, with, great, with gusto, he went with you as I well. Know. He said, Ross, definitely Ross. Defo and was the word. Defo, Ross. That put pressure on me. And then halfway through the competition, I posted the scores and he said, 
he just put like a chant Ross 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 oh like no that. oh yeah he was chanting I feel like a me me or me not I think the cat might be on the bag so last night we got together and well we we played we played two games didn't we <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we had some, tea. some sexual games <laughs> yeah we did but once we all. once we cleaned up <laughs> Once we'd mopped up, we uh, had some tea. You made me a lovely pasta dish. Oh, thank you. And then we played Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. On the Wii. On the Wii. Fuck that. Yes. My controller. Now, we were, we were slightly handicapped by the fact the controller was shit. I don't you refused think... you refused to get the other controller out and set it up because oh, it was such a fanny. They're all the same, dude. Yeah. Like, I've got three of them. Horrible design, isn't it? Horrible D-pad. It hurts me from. Have you got the scores there? Um, oh, no, I've conveniently just lost forgotten them. Uh, yeah, conveniently lost them. I haven't actually. What a surprise. There's the scores there. There's Tom the scores. Them. Right. Okay. So, I actually posted this on Twitter yesterday. So, if you want to see, oh, that's squeaky. Is it another hip blast? Oh, it's not doing it now. Oh well, that's squeaky. The the scores, but because I'm a little minx, I didn't put the names on. Little so, minx. <laughs> <laughs> player one, player two, right? Player one went first the first round we, we decided to have a couple of practice rounds just to get in the swing of things mm-hmm. and then we did well it was best of three and then we decided to do best of five I'm glad we did because it was the last two games were very exciting yeah they were. so player one in the first round got 13,640 points mm-hmm. player two went on to get 14,920 points mm-hmm. so player two was in the lead at that point player one second round really stu- stood up uh, stepped up to the mark <laughs> 9,180 points so player 1 didn't do particularly well there and then player 2 his second round 19,110 actually got the high score in the game mm-hmm. with that score not bad at all <laughs> then it went back to round 3 player 1 15,140 points very close for player 2 in round 3 15,540 points so it was 400 points difference mm-hmm. then we came to round 4 16,420 for player 1 uh, player two, well, we've written here fourteen thousand five hundred twenty. That was, to be honest, that was a number I'd made up because we'd forgotten what score. But it was yeah. around about that. It was around about that. Then it came to the last round for player one. It all hinged on this. This was make or break. Mm-hmm. If player one didn't beat the high score of player two, which was at nineteen thousand one hundred ten, all was lost. Player one pulled it out of the bag. He got exactly twenty thousand points exactly, and we've got a picture of that. I believe did we? Um, or did we just too late? Oh, it was just too late. 20,000 points, exactly. Tensions were high at that point. Everyone I think was so excited. There was so much fluid going around <laughs> the room. That, like, uh... I tell you what, it was a mess. So, player two. What did player two have? He had to beat 20,000 points. Player one had just set the new mm-hmm. high score. He had to beat 20,000 points. So, what did player two get? 25,970 points. He got 10,000 points in the first level. Yeah. He was that that quick mm-hmm. and that, I want to say, <laughs> efficient. I want to point. If right now, <laughs> can anyone a listener who could guess two? who player two and one is. <laughs> so who, who was player one, Ross? Well, I was player one. You were player one and I was player two. Yeah. And I think you said just before you handed the control over to me, 
I think you've been holding back, was what you said. Yeah, you said I felt like well, I was getting hustled. <laughs> you getting hustled a little bit. <laughs> and I unleashed it on the last he round. Unle- like on I say, my mark, unleash hell. We, we were talking about, I wonder what the, the maximum scores you can get, because you get 1,600 points if you collect all four ghosts when you get a power pill. I've not, I haven't counted all the points on the on the, like, the little actual yeah. pellet things. But if someone can tell what the exact maximum... We could easily Google it, but mm. I'd, I'd rather someone tell what the maximum... Yeah, a bit of audience is. participation would yeah. be nice. Because 10,000 has got to be pretty close. Ten, over 10,000 points in the first level. That, that's also, not bad, that. I thought, though, that highlighted how poor we are doing in general. Thanks. Because the fact you could get, like, half of the, my score on the first round mm-hmm. kind of showed that, like, we weren't the Pac-Man legends that we think we were. Yeah. I, like I say, I was holding back. Um, I think th- it were. <laughs> a couple of things you wanted to say. Uh, the controls, we've said that, that was shit. Mm-hmm. Red is a bastard. Didn't you say, what did you say Red was like? He was like the elite in Halo. <laughs> he, he was like, he's artificial intelligence, was just miles better yeah, than all the other like, ones. He's called Sh- the Shadow, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah, he that's his nickname. The, uh, the chicken sound, you know, when you pick up one of the bits of fruit, it sounded a bit like the, the sound of the chicken, when you pick up a chicken in Tekken 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the, the mm-hmm. side scrolling bit in uh, Tekken 3, and yeah. I think it's by Nam. Is it? Namco. Namco. Oh, cool. I think it's by them. So. At one point as well, you couldn't tell the difference between the red and the brown one, and we had a little story, didn't we? Yeah. Because you said you were colour blind. <laughs> I wish we'd recorded this because it was, it was wonderfully. Uh, like we were riffing, weren't we? Yeah. And the story, in essence, was. Uh, the, the one of them was red, one of them was brown, and you said you couldn't tell the difference, and I said. That would prove problematic, say, if you went to the toilet mm-hmm. and, and you couldn't tell if there was blood in your stool. And, and you, that seems to get around that. I would just collect two weeks' worth of shit and, well, stool samples to yeah. be more medically correct and take it to the doctor and tell them to, like, sift through all two weeks' worth of the samples to find if there was any blood in them. Which is and if just, there wasn't, then I'd be all right for the rest of my life. Really. Which is the sort of thing that if you just riffed and come up with live, like a live show or a... Like Saturday Night Live or on a on a, a podcast, for example. Yeah, it would be wonderful. Um, so it's just a shame that we didn't record it. But that is technically one of our first jokes that we've written together, isn't it? Aye, it's but only, it, it's only taken me thirteen years. I don't think jokes stand up. Like I'm not very good at repeating anything funny that no. I've ever said. No, if there's anything that I've said that's funny, that was funny. That was really funny. I'm just I for the you're, words. More, you're more surprised by it. Yeah, it was the word stool. <laughs> All right. That's what you like. It's a wonderful word, stool. Like, to use in that, because it doesn't sound anything like shit mm-hmm. or crap or poo. Stool. Have you seen The Madness of King George where they go through his stool samples? What do they find? Like little micro machines and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I'm reeling from that, David. And I apologise to any of the backers who were, like, you know, qu- quietly thinking I'd win. And, and I, I, I apologise to you directly. Yeah, I, I, don't I, back me in the future. And you know what, right? Just think, just think before mm-hmm. you back Ross in the future for these these little these little challenges. Because I think I think some people out there underestimate my game my, my uh, hand eye coordination. So you know, just think about it. Well, I will say this as well, where I said that you are. Um, I think you are like hustlers. Another thing that he was doing was on the last round, he was giving his like false hope sort of thing. You know that like 
kind of bigging us up, making us feel amazing. So that I always hate that because it makes us want to crash and burn. I'd rather I was like in my face trash talking because I'd be like, ah, fuck you, I'm gonna beat you. But you did, you did do really, really well and get the twenty thousand points. Does everyone feel the <laughs> condescending dripping from every Ross, tone? You did really, really well. Twenty thousand points exactly though. Thanks, boss. That in itself is an achievement. <laughs> so. I was in some gaming shop and they were selling some PlayStation 2 games. I have a PlayStation 2 now. <laughs> and one of the games that I picked up was Atari Anthology. It has 85 games on it. So, the winner, I've decided we're going to have another challenge because I can't let it lie. In fact, I think what we should do is we should just keep doing the challenges until I, I win. Uh, and then never again. No, no, no. So, it's going to be, a, we'll have like a leaderboard, I think. <laughs> Tom's like swimming in the like <laughs> in the feeling of winning. Well, when you when Sum you it wa- up, son, because it ain't gonna last. <laughs> when you go one nil up, it's just it's such a wonderful feeling. You'll not know, but it's a great feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I will never know. Believe me. <laughs> right. So, in the booklet, it has all the games. So we've sort of said that the winner should pick the next game. So, like I say, there's um, eighty-five games. Now, there's someone here that I'm hoping in my mind Tom isn't going to pick. So I'll, I'll tell you afterwards if he has picked one that I okay. hate. So do you want to just pick one? Yeah, I'll pick one. I'll have a look and I'll pick it at the end of, um, probably the end of the second episode so I don't rush me decision. Right, cool. So we'll drop that bombshell on listeners. Absolutely. Human cannonball? What the fuck's that? Yeah, that's not a one that, like... Stupid name for a game. Yeah, but I I just want to say uh, to Christian, thank you for backing me. <laughs> um, I'll say you're right. You're a good lad. I always said it. And finally, we want to talk about something very special. Yeah, we had a special moment. We had a special moment last night. Now, since I don't know, I don't know how long it's been, really, that we've had this particular person be such a. Well, as I said earlier, the Gonoxley team. I would, I would count this person as part of the team now. I really would. And when I talk about the Gonoxley team, I mean anybody who's provided any sort of content to the podcast at any point, mm-hmm. and that consists of many people at this time. Uh, there's obviously the two of us. I would say Simon, Michael, Inspector Fogg, Clive, Christian. Terry. Terry, indeed. It grows all the time. There's more content coming from my brother Martin, mm-hmm. my good friend Carl. They're currently writing some music for her. So there's there's all, there's all sorts going on. It's the way we do with the blackmail people into listening to the Absolutely, show. Because yeah. if they like release something, they're like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll have to listen to the whole thing. Then. Eventually the team's going to be bigger than the actual <laughs> fan base. There's going to be more people part of the team than actually listen to the podcast. And then we'll have to sift them ones out. Uh, we'll have to start culling them. But I would say that this guy in particular has been a big part of it since very early on. And he seems to be a genuine fan who actually genuinely enjoys the podcast which is really nice Mm -hmm. and we found out very recently that he wrote a fucking game yeah he wrote a fucking game man programmed a game I would have that like in the middle of me name I would change it to Deep (laughs) Paul open bracket what was the name of the game Thomas the game is called Blood Runner and it is I don't think it knew spiritual successor in this particular term because he had nothing to do with the original one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, it's the Spectrum version of Lord Runner. 
that he's kind of paid tribute to by yeah. writing this particular game. And as he says in the the document that's attached to the game itself, he absolutely loved Load Runner, and for years after he couldn't find a replacement for it, so he decided to basically write his own version of it. Yeah, that's basically the concept. Now, we when he told me about this straight away, we thought we've got to play this game and talk about it in the podcast. It's too perfect an opportunity to yeah. mess up. There was some trepidation though, because I, I was, we both were concerned with playing the game, hating it, and then having to pretend we liked it. Yes. Or playing the game, hating it, not pretending we didn't like it, and losing the only person losing, that generally yeah, losing the member of the team. <laughs> so we'll not tell you just yet what we thought of it. I want to read out a little bit from the actual, the introduction, just to give you an idea of. The, I suppose the mind of at Nylor. Before I don't think I've said his name, it's at Nylor. Yeah. Before <laughs> you go into into the um, reading that out, I will say another thing that did put us off slightly was um, Amiga emulation is a bit of a ball ache. Mm. We'll talk about this on a different episode. Just some tips if anyone is interested. I think I'll write down some tips about how to set it up because. I do think it's a bit more difficult than, say, um, setting up an, uh, like a console one, like a Mega Drive or something. And we needed to set an Amiga up, really, because Christian is still set with the homework that we will get to of gods. Yep. And I've now got that waiting on my PC. And I, last night proved it worked fairly well, emulation. Yeah. The one failure was while using a really old 360 joypad, which had long gone, like, it had the drifting thing yeah. with the analog stick. Uh, but Tom has kindly lent me two other, brand, well, next to brand new uh, joypads. So for a nominal fee of only £20. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, sorry, was that? Was oh, that, that was not. Uh, I just get my coat. I just get my wallet and my coat, yeah. and then I just run away. And you never see it again. So, um, in future, I think we'll be playing a lot more games on the Mega. There's a few games that I've always gone on about. And I want Tom to have a go at them. Yeah. So, anyway, that that's another good thing that's come out of this. Yes, I the agree. fact like that I've actually got me fucking arse into gear. It didn't take that long as well. Well, I you put off. When I said to you that I couldn't, because I tried to get it to work on my Mac and I couldn't, and I was actually asking that Nyla on Twitter for some advice, mm-hmm. which he graciously did his best to help us, I sent you a message and within you said, oh, I might have a look. Because I think you were just thinking, oh, fuck, what a ball ache it's going to be to set this up. But then it was within a day you'd done it. Yeah. Once you, you actually like, set your mind to it and just did it. So um, I think what the way I thought it, and this might be helpful in general, the thing like this, I thought... Of the problems that I would have to like get over, mm-hmm. so I just thought not instead of like the um, the problem, the massive problem of getting it to work, mm-hmm. which it's not that massive, but just like so problem one, getting them late. So I just worked down the problems, mm-hmm. and I did have a few problems. The game didn't work at one point, but again, we'll go into that in some other episode if anyone's interested about yeah. setting up emulation of of an Amiga. Yeah, so. So the game, like I say, is called Blood Runner. Uh, the document, I'll not read the whole thing because it's quite lengthy, but mm. he, he said, uh, have a read of it because it'll give you an idea of <laughs> like my zany sort of Monty Python-esque comedy, I suppose you could say. Yeah. 
comedy. I, d- I, did <laughs> no, I, didn't, I didn't mean to sound as did, comedy, that, comedy, I suppose. I was going to say that sounded sarcastic. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Uh, but I'll just read out the, the the story that he's based this game on. Which, by the way, I haven't heard. Yeah. Because last night we read the instructions, but we kept the story. Yeah, kept the Have story you read fresh. the story before this episode? Um, I think I did. Right, so but, it's just uh, going to be my genuine Yeah, it'll be your, your brand new reaction. So, Bloodrunner. The horrid army of really ghastly humans, HARG, that's what it stands for, H-E-R-G-H, oh. have stolen all of the Queen's gold. Now, we all know how deserving the Queen is, and as such, a special agent has been selected to fly to the HARG base and get all of the gold back. The special agent is called Richard Flexible Overhang III. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you control him as he runs around the hog base collecting the coins you have recklessly left lying about that's enough plot here's how to play and then he goes on to explain how to play the game yeah the gun he's got because he can basically the he shortens it to Dick so it's not Richard anymore it's Dick he's he runs around the world all around the levels he can blow a hole in the ground yeah uh, which can then trap the enemies. Um, it fills in again after a couple of seconds that kills the enemies you can fall into your own holes mm-hmm. uh, the gun he uses to blow the holes is pocket sized industrial strength banana shaped demolecular fire so there you go <laughs> that's what that's called it's quite a I saw screenshots of it before we started playing and, yes that uh, put me off yeah, by the way <laughs> I, I, absolutely I, I, I thought it, first of all I thought there was only one level I thought he'd only created one one level I thought it was going to be sort of like really repetitive, mm-hmm. playing the same level over and over again. I don't know, but yeah, I kind of I didn't know what to make of it. I had no idea what it would play like. I'd never heard of Lord Runner. That's another revelation to me. I've never played Lord Runner, and the mechanics of the game. I think I said this last night. I don't think I would have liked it as a younger person mm-hmm. because I had this stupid mentality where, like, I didn't like games where you could, if there was enemies in games and you couldn't kill them permanently. I just found it annoying. That's a stupid thing to say, but that was my mindset back then. Mm. But after playing that, I I think I will check out the the NES version. Looks brilliant. The NES like, version looks great. It looks very different to the the Spectrum version. The Spectrum version was what uh, At Nylar was playing, paying tribute to with this one. You can tell when you look at the Spectrum version. Does the Spectrum version scroll? Because I know you sent us a video on mm. YouTube and I haven't had a chance to watch it. No, I don't think it did. Uh, I don't think it did, but it it had the small pixels and the, it looked a lot more like what he'd created. Because I guess, sorry to interrupt, but mm. I guess that was the strength of the game for me. After looking at a, a play a little bit of the NES version, because it scrolled, it's kind of like the map's a big problem that you have to solve in a, in as much as getting the gold in a Pacific way mm-hmm. the fact it didn't scroll I thought was a massive strength for the game because you could see do you know what I mean you could see well I need to get that one last mm-hmm. or, or like yeah, yeah. It, you it's know, easier they, to instead of navigating around the world you can see it all in front of you mm-hmm. yeah and no, I agree and you can see where the enemies are coming and going like I, I said at one point it's one of those games where you have to watch the whole screen at once, not just the one bit that you're on. You've got to watch the whole thing. You know, sometimes when there's enemies spawning off screen and then they just appear yeah. and you've got no way of knowing whether that's the computer just trying to fuck you over yeah. or whether it's just, it's actually happening off screen but you just haven't got sight of it. 
with this you've got sight of everything so you can see exactly what's happening and you've got more control and you've it's if you die it's down to your mistake or it's not necessarily down to the fact that the computer's kind of spawning something just off screen mm-hmm. and fucking you up I mean when um, he first told us that this game existed I tweeted him straight away saying what, what? you've got a game eh? yeah, what yeah. the fuck and he said yeah it's a bit it's uh, based on the Spectre version of Lord Runner a game I loved at the time all his own work he said it's frustratingly hard and he had no le- no idea about level design I think now, there he's doing himself a disservice yes I agree because I feel like the first level the um the design of the level wasn't as good as the 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 second and third, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think they were more um, interesting. Yeah, we said the the first level was a strange choice. I think for to be a first level because yeah, although when you read the instructions again, it does talk about like the hidden tunnels and stuff. Basically, the way it looks, it's like it's all kind of like blue bricks. Aye. Uh, there's these little red guys, these little stick men who are the bad guys, and you're the little green guy. Mm-hmm. You can go around the level. You've got to collect all of these gold coins, which are called pork scratchings. Yeah, they look like pork scratchings. You've got to collect all these coins. When you collect a coin, you make a cute little yeah. I love. Noise. I love. I the absolutely sound. love yeah. the sound effects. I don't know. You'll have to let me know if he actually recorded yeah. them himself or if he found them somewhere. We we spent like about the first two minutes just laughing yeah. at that. Like that, the, the dying noise. Yeah. <laughs> the dying noise was class. Uh, and there was there was two different for dying noises. One for you. And it was kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah. And the one for them was a bit more like, <laughs> and then there was one for collecting the coins. Yeah, there was another really cool noise when you finished the level as well. I can't remember what that was like, but it was like a really cool. Oh yeah, like re- very retro noise. Yeah, you run around this world. You you sort of explode the blocks beneath you, or just to the side of you to mm-hmm. create a hole, which the enemies then fall into. You can run over the top of them when they're in the hole. You've just got to kind of watch the patterns of the enemies walking around. And you've got to collect all the coins. There's these little hidden uh, tunnels at points that you've got no way of knowing unless you either fall through them or walk in, walk through them. Yeah. So at first I thought it was a glitch. I thought the game... <laughs> I, th- I was like, why can you fall through there? And then I read the instructions again and it says Aye. there's holes and stuff. There's little power-ups hidden around the level as well. If you blow some of the bricks, we yeah. found an extra life. And an arrow, which well, interestingly arrow. the make of the game doesn't know yeah. what it does. Well, I said, well, what the hell does the arrow mean? And he says, the arrow power-up, who knows? Makes the holes you dig last longer? I genuinely can't remember. <laughs> Which is wonderful. We thought we'd found a glitch as well when you. I, I was trying to complete the level on one life, the first life, mm-hmm. and you die, all of the gold coins come back, but it only seemed to happen on the first life you lose. Mm-hmm. So I asked him about that as well, and he said that on the original Spectrum Load Runner, based on Bruder Bun's original, all the gold resets when you die. Apparently. So that's a question I'd like to ask now. Though. Does that mean that happens every time you die? Or just to, the first... Oh, it doesn't on his it, version of the game, yeah. which is a relief. I because I, I think... I would have been pissed off. I think we could have probably done the first level, but mm-hmm. not any of the other levels yeah. if the um, if the gold resetted. But it was really funny how frustrated Tom was getting. Because it, it seemed like you may as well just lose your first life. Yeah. You may as well just die straight away. Unless the points keep... The same, yeah, that's true. Because Tom was in a very competitive mode. I was wasn't last it? night, and you were like, "Oh, I'm going to beat you on this game." And you did, <laughs> to be fair, the I bastard. Did. I got the high score, but we didn't. Oh, the high score names. The high oh, score I names were, were great, well. weren't they? I'll have to get them up one sec. It was number one top score, hundred thousand points. Which I asked Nilo, is, "Is this possible?" And he said. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, you went well. No, I, I didn't. I didn't get that high score, but I think you 
might be able to get it. Um, it was Wibble, was number one. Then number two, Pink Thing. Number three, Lemons. Number four, Kinnick. <laughs> number five, Sledge. Number six, which was my particular favourite, Pamphlet. I love that, yeah. Number seven, Erudite. Number eight, Bumptious. Again, the Python-esque humour there coming through, I think. We got all of them below four. So we got four, five, six, seven, eight slots. TMH was the ones I used, as we've discussed before, and you used Rot. Mm-hmm. Your highest score was 15,550, and mine was 19,040. Yeah. So I think we did really well. Considering, yeah. actually, in fact, at Nilo said, while we were playing it, he tweeted saying, mm-hmm. if you get past the first level, I'll buy you a beer. And we sent a video, which you can see on Twitter, yeah. of us getting on the level four, me getting particularly excited about the uh, <laughs> pirate boat. <laughs> yeah, it didn't even sound like you were that excited. This, the thing is that we really enjoyed it. Yeah. To be honest, we probably would have played it for another, like, half an hour. I didn't want to go. time. Like, yeah, I didn't want to go home. That was quite interesting. Tom's, like, got ahead. He, like, he beat my high score and then went, oh, I've got to go now. <laughs> <laughs> but you yeah. kind of play it now, so see you later. No, I mean, I, I, I could have played it for a, another couple of hours. It was one of those ones. It, it reminded us of when I was younger and I used to go to your mates and play on Amiga. I always, it I always had a soft spot for the Amiga. The sound effects, one. the comedy, the yeah. um, the weird. Even on the emulation, you could hear the click of the drive, which mm. it's something that brings back memories. Because in the game, apart from the odd sound effect and stuff, the sound effects are very sparse. Mm. But a lot of Amiga games were like that. I mean, I'm playing Speedball Two at the minute, and it's like that. It's just a, a quirk of that machine. I would like to ask Nyla, and maybe he can get in touch. Does he program still now? Mm. Um, did he have any other ideas or any unfinished ones for the Amiga? You wanted some more information on Amos as well, didn't you? And, uh... I had a quick look um, on uh, Wikipedia about it because at one point I did think less of Nyla that I was thinking, is Amos just like... 3D construction kit or, or as you liked it like the forge on Halo right. you just play stuff around but I, I I looked at what it was and it's it's not it's a right. programming language of mm-hmm. itself so I mean hats off to you dude because the nearest I've ever I haven't the nearest I've ever come is having a little ball on the Commodore 64 getting rid of me um me the stuff I've already typed in right okay I mean there's a legendary story with Terry Cowan that I don't think we've ever mentioned involving Goblin Mountain, a game that he said he made. Oh yes, I, I've heard this story before. I don't know if you've ever mentioned it on the podcast. When, when Terry comes back on, uh-huh. we'll get him to recount the story <laughs> of I've... also the other game he made, which was uh, called Alien Road. Right, yeah, yeah. So I've heard these before, but I don't think it's ever been on the podcast. If, like, if it has been on the podcast, apologies. Yeah. But um, yeah, feel... when Terry does come back, because he will return. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll hear what he's got to say about that. Again, it's one of those stories that doesn't paint me in a good light, which seems to be the recurring theme of this podcast. Or the Goblin Mountain and Alien Road. Yes. Class. Um, the a couple more things to say. The movement and the characters I quite liked. It was reminded us of Lemons. Yep. And you told me an interesting anecdote about how Lemons was created. Yeah, I believe that Lemons was created. It was like a competition within, like, is it Psygnosis? Yeah. Like, to make the smallest sprite with personality. Uh-huh. And then when they did it, they were like, all right, we've done that. And then they came about the game because they thought, oh, well, we've made these many sprites. 
because they're so small, you can make that many on screen at uh. once. And I'm sure the levels in the original um, Lemons were all competitions, really? like from the guys who worked in the uh, studio themselves uh. to make level like levels. So there was like, I kind of miss that in game, and it doesn't seem to. Uh, that doesn't seem to happen anymore, does it? The indie games don't even work like that. No. Because the indie games are like tiny. Yeah. Like there's only two or three people making them. I really liked what you said about the level design. I actually liked the level design and the puzzles and stuff that you put in there. There was a few things I I, I think could have added to the game. Like I think you could add different modes. Yeah. Where one thing that was contentious between Tom and me, because I, I, I think Tom liked this design and I didn't. I didn't like the fact that the enemies could pick up the coins. Yeah, yeah. Because I got fucking stuck in this un, like this hole because one of the bastards had it, mm-hmm. had a coin and I didn't realise. And you said, which to be fair, it's a good it, it adds a bit of variety to the game. Well I was just thinking of a game mechanic, um at the start you could just choose if you wanted that offer on mm-hmm. or you could have like um even a time limit would have been good. Like or well, you a said, multiplier, score multiplier. You said if they pick up the coin, they should at least like change color. Yes, the character, so you know that one of them's got because you've got no way of knowing until they drop it or until you kill all of them. Mm-hmm. So if they change color, that would be pretty cool. Um, the no fall damage. Love that. Yeah, hate Lo- fall damage. I hate fall. I mean, if it's a realistic game, it makes sense. But if it's just a like you brought up the anecdote about that particular game we played where. He was getting fall damage just from jumping. I think it was Sabotage and you know, all that. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, it was. Yeah. Which, strangely enough, his energy came back anyway if he mm. waited. But I was thinking it might have been good if the if the enemies got fall damage and splattered. Yeah. But the right. human, the person you controlled, I, I think no fall damage. The good. fall damage should only really take place if they fall through a hole you've created and then they would kind of fall forward and land head first or something maybe. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. And she was like, no! And yeah. I went like 70 frames per second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what the fuck's the scoring system though, please? Yeah. Because we have no idea what was happening. Do you get points from killing the people? Or because you could, you, you could just farm them maybe? And uh, get like the uh, top of the leaderboard that way? I'm not sure. Because we seem to get different coins, a uh, different amount of points every time. The Q button. Uh-huh. We did a video of that, which uh, you didn't send it, so hopefully you still got it. You can send it to us. Right, yeah. We found a you press Q button to quit like, and you would lose a life and you'd restart the level that that was particularly handy for the time I got yeah. stuck in this hole <laughs> exactly. but stupid me when I was reading the instructions I wrote down Q yeah, you but did. I didn't write down the only P thing you wrote down because I thought Q that'll be handy but I, but I thought oh, why is it Q and yeah. then afterwards I was oh quit That's still <laughs> but you would um, you could press it and if you Sort of hammering it, and you pressed it a number of times. <laughs> yeah. the, the game remembered how many times you pressed it, regardless of whether you went back. Say if you pressed it ten times and you only had three lives left, all those lives would go. <laughs> then you go back to the menu screen, you start a new game, and it would still remember you've got seven more cues. So it would just it would use like se- uh, seven of your lives. I would now you, you could go with that. <laughs> you just keep pressing it. That was quite a funny thing. So we went like we tested it in the video. We went back to the menu screen press Q like five times then started the game and it like took away five of your lives which is quite quite funny so that might be a bug you want to squash yeah if you go want to back get a, to all a full retail release of uh, <laughs> Blood Runner um, yeah I think that's everything really we've, we've 
we really liked it. Like I, 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 at the start of this, I said we didn't want to offend you by either pretending we liked it or by telling you that we hated it. But I genuinely liked the game. I really did. Yeah. I enjoyed playing it, and I didn't want to stop playing it. And I think the next time I go to yours, I'd want to have another go to see how far we can get. Maybe definitely. Yeah. Like you said, we could use save states and finish it just to see all of the levels. Mm-hmm. Which there's still be... a skill involved in that because yeah. you'd have to like do one level, save it like perfectly. I think that'd be the only fair way, the only realistic way of doing it without like killing ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it would be very frustrating, but. I'd like to see all the levels just to see what sort of level design he came up with. Because I think he said there was about 20. Mm-hmm. I think we're coming from it at a quite unique point, though, because we've never played Lord Runner. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that would have made the game better or worse in people's eyes. Do you know I what I mean? If you were a fan of Lord Runner on the Spectrum and played the Mega version, mm-hmm. you might even think, wow, it's better than we're thinking. Yeah, or yeah. you might think it's worse. I yeah. don't know. But we'd never played it. But the con- the concept of the game wasn't a hard one to get your head around I, I liked it like straight away I, mm. I, I like this I think the sound effects had sold it from, and the scoreboard yeah they were like <laughs> I was like alright this is kind of this is going to be at least fun I like the title screen as well like the way the guys were just falling down the sides and stuff. yeah and going again, up the little ladders and stuff uh, Yeah. again I don't know how similar that is to the, the Spectrum original I have no idea mm-hmm. but yeah I think he's done a really good job yeah so well done congratulations that's the Gonox last seal of approval. Mm-hmm. It's that stamp again, isn't yeah. it? That we'll have. Yeah. <laughs> Going right back. Christ. That's all for the first part of this one. Episode 22. What was that? The second part. I don't think... Did we say this before? We're gonna, I, I think I started saying what we were going to talk about. I don't know if I did. I can't... It's been a, a, a rambly, exciting type piggledy, of one. Piggledy, piggledy. There's been quite a lot of things happening. <laughs> The second episode of this, of this second part, sorry, of this episode, is going to be dedicated to board games. Yeah, something we've teased quite a few times, and we're just going to talk about board games. I mean, no one who's listening to this episode would this would be helpful for. Mm-hmm. But if there's anyone out there who has friends who are like, oh, I don't want to listen to that because I don't like games. Uh-huh. Well, we're going to be talking about board games. Yes, and we haven't. Well, me especially, I haven't played a lot of board games, mm-hmm. so. It, I'm only going to be talking about a few and I'm sure that the ones that I've played everyone's fucking played uh-huh. so cool right well we're going to have a break we'll see you in a little bit bye bye
so full of pizza. <laughs> You'll get loads of like power all of a sudden. You'll be full of beans. <laughs> well, full of pizza. Bean pizza. Mm. Baked bean. I Actually, I have had bean pizza before. I used to like uh, getting the stotty cutting it in half. And then putting like a fried breakfast on it. Oh, nice! Yeah, nice. it's like a fucking Geordie pizza. Lad. You can get them in, in like workman's breakfast, I think it's called, because you need it, you know, with dirty hands. Dirty hands and a dirty, dirty history, <laughs> dirty story, lots of dirty stories, a dirty past. Okay. 